and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of Arts Council England. In today's episode, we hear John Sinclair talking to Jeff Force, the coordinator of activities at the Woodgate Resources Centre in inner city Leicester, a building opened in 1898 as a public library and providing the services of a community centre since 1989. In this episode, we hear about the wide range of activities taking place at the centre and learn how it's been supported financially by council ward funding and grants from the National Lottery, the Tudor Trust and Youth Music during the 30 plus years Jeff has worked there. It's nearly 35 years now. Uh, well, it'll be a big chunk of my life. Yeah, I, I came here and started work on February the 27th, 1989, and I was employed until 2004, when the the organisation, the Woodgate Residents Association, which runs the Woodgate Resources Centre, actually uh, lost their uh, funding from the council. So I've then continued on a voluntary basis because when I came to Leicester from where I was living in Exeter, I moved into the Woodgate area. And so I was a local resident and I didn't want to see it fold. And uh, there's been ups and downs, still surviving over 35 years later. Now the actual centre started before. Uh, The actual centre was formerly a library, closed sometime early 1980s as far as I know, I wasn't here then. The Residents Association uh, were really active and they wanted to, to, to get a, a funding to make it into a community centre, uh, which they achieved uh, through the Urban, I think it was called the Urban Fund, which is mm. three quarters of the government, one quarter, the then County Council, because this was before Unitary Authority. Uh, and then they actually uh, got it and then they opened it uh, I think it was June, officially June the 10th, 1987. Willie Thorne evidently opened it. it well, he did open it. Uh, I think he lived in Tudor Road at some stage. Uh, and but they then realised they needed somebody to develop it and to bring activities in. They had one or two things going. And so they got money again from the Urban Fund, Leicestershire County Council, for I think four years. Mm. And uh, they they advertised nationally and I was lucky enough person to get the job. What did you remember of first seeing this place? What's your first memories? Well I was more nervous about getting a job because <laughs> I'd come back from Malawi, I did voluntary service overseas in Malawi and I'd come back previous October and so I was four months unemployed. It was very difficult to get a job while you're out in Malawi, particularly as a qualified youth and community worker so there's not many uh, jobs going around so I was applying all over the country from anywhere from Portsmouth up to Whitehaven Cumbria and uh, so I, I was more relieved I was just more concentrated on getting a job really run the job and I knew Leicester a tiny bit because I did train at scrapped off the uh, Leicester Education College for mm-hmm. teachers mainly teachers but they run a music course so I knew Leicester a bit uh, so I was quite pleased, you know, obviously I was very pleased to get a job. And so I came, I got digs in Glenfield for six months, 
I had a friend who lived out in Mount Sorrow, so here he got me a list of mercury and all this sort of stuff. And uh, and then uh, you know, started there on the in, in February 1989, and there wasn't much going on. There were some things, and so it took a long while to get it going. Uh, but you know, with not just me, obviously the whole committee, we were very, very committed people, and we worked hard at it and continue to work hard at it. The committee has changed; none of the original people are on the committee. You know, sadly, of course, several of them have died since uh, 35 years old and a few moved away from the area. Pretty important to have a committee that decides on what you're going yeah, to yeah, be doing. Yeah, the committee is, it meets every couple of months, makes decisions on what happens. But the day-to-day -day running of it, what was left to me as centre coordinator, that was the title, uh, as a paid person, and I've continued it, although gradually over the last two, three, four years, I'm doing a bit less work, because now I'm 77 now, and it's not, you know, so that's one of the big problems. Uh, the biggest problems, well, the two big problems we had, stroke have, is that, first of all, we, we, we lost our funding, all of it. We were kindly given a grant from the Tudor Trust in 2004, £15,000, to, uh, help us establish and get some sort of other funding and to be fair the council also gave us a bit over by then the city council because we you know, became a unit of authority in the early 90s uh, did give us five thousand as a tide over so we had twenty odd thousand pounds to to continue looking at, at how we were going to do it but i was already made redundant i was then doing it on a voluntary basis and we were fortunate that at the, the time it was the lib Dem Tory were running the council. They got elected in 2003 on the back of the Iraq war. And they, in March 2004, they ended our funding completely. We were fortunate that the two parties, the Tories and Lib Dems, fell out for a while. And that allowed the Labour Party to run a minority council for about nine months. And they did a budget. In 2005, I think, or 2006, and we managed to persuade our councillors to give us a grant. They gave us a grant for 8,000, which meant we could pay the rent and we could pay uh, a cleaner uh, so that we, you know, we had a little bit of extra. So we had some basic income, and obviously, we had income from people using the centre because by then we had a lot more people using the centre. So we managed to keep going after that. Then back about five years ago, the council decided to withdraw that 8,000, well, gone up to 8,800, over a three, four year period because of cutbacks from the government. And so they did it, they did it slowly. And it, it was gradual and then they got a little bit because of COVID. Uh, but back in April the 1st, 2022, was the first day that we had absolutely no central funding. But by then we built it up to such a stage that we managed to get enough income to run it without a regular grant. Okay. We get odd grants for specific things, including from the council, the war fund, and they've been very good at that. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we do not have any regular, uh, regular yeah. funding. Now, the centre has been very well managed for 
the 30, what's that now? Uh, 30, six, seven years that from when it, when it opened in the first place, you know, back in 1987. It's amazing thinking about that because obviously people that use it don't know that, that background, but you, you're kind of looking after yourself a bit at the moment as well. Yeah. And also you've got some eco things that you've kind well, of established here well, too. Well, one of the, th the big things that uh, did take place was I think it was 2002, we decided to apply to the National Lottery to upgrade what was a, a, it was a library opened officially on the 28th of October, 1898. So it's a late Victorian building um, and we wanted to upgrade it to the 21st century. Uh, so we got about £68,000 from the National Lottery, I think it was around that anyway. And a couple of other grants, which pushed it up to over a hundred thousand, including we we worked with Voluntary Action Leicester for a project that I think involved three or four other, uh, or two or three other centres. Uh, so we put solar panels on the roof, a water recycling system, uh, which uh, takes water from roofs. Some of our roofs and actually part of next door. Uh, goes into a tank which operates the toilets probably about 75 to 80 um, days of the year it doesn't it doesn't it's not big enough to do the whole 100 percent and we got a, a disabled ramp into the center because it was you know steps uh, smaller things as well so that really was quite a major achievement and we were awarded at that stage there was a, the environmental city well the first environmental city a building award and they gave awards to buildings and we were one of the first five to get that award. Very good and the sense is used by lots of different clubs and I've been here and seen music for, for yeah, kids yeah. and so on so it's, it's well used across the spectrum really isn't it? Yes yes we, we, we've done lots of things some of them haven't been successful and some were readily successful we ran a youth club for a while but that we had to curtail that when we lost our funding we ran music, well that was quite a strange way we started. We, we tried to do, run an after school homework club and we got a grant and it wasn't successful because we did, to do the research into it is such a long hard mm. job, you sometimes think well just do it and if it's a failure it's a failure, you know, you know, because uh, you spend as much time researching it as, and money sometimes as you do actually doing it. But so we wrote to them and said it wasn't failing, but some people wanted guitar lessons. Could we transfer that money to guitar lessons? And that's what we did. And from there, we then started teaching music and we got a grant of, of two or three grants from youth music to, to help us subsidize it. Obviously the, the pupils did have to pay for it, but we, we tried to keep it down to an affordable level. At the peak, we were, uh, had 120 children learning various instruments, I mean, guitar, keyboard, violin, with a core, but we've had a lot of other one, ones as well, some not for very long. Uh, and then we lost the funding from Youth Music because they, you know, they want to start groups off, they, they can't keep funding. So we had to put the prices up to cover it, we carried on, but that lost us some people. We went down to about 100 and then we got hit by Covid. And yeah, we did online, so we didn't quite have to. We did some online stuff, mm. but that it never really 
recovered. One of the things we've done in the last six months or so is because, if you remember right, I said there was two, two things that we had to do. One was the finance, the other was succession. Who was going to replace myself, you know, when, you know, I can't do it anymore, die or whatever, and also a chair, Sue. Uh, I mean, she, she's in her mid-70s, she does a lot as well. And, you know, and we need to get younger active people to take on the jobs. Um, and one of the things that we did is passed on the music to an organisation called Drum and Brass, which were used, running music separately here to ours. And so they've taken over the running of the mu music and they just pay us the rent. That sort of organisation, keeping things yeah. going, is, is crucial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the organisations that use the centre, you know, just rent the room. But we do run other activities uh, for senior citizens, uh, yoga and a few other things. So some of the activities are run by us and, and some are just people renting the building. Yeah, there's all sorts of things on, on the list I've got here from, from the website, like senior citizens keep fit, yoga, friendship groups, war games. Yeah, it's, war quite, it's quite a spectrum, isn't it? You see, it? war games, was, uh, they, they were struggling at their previous building. They, they just rent a room every Thursday and two Wednesdays, you know, and, they, and they're a good business because they hire it for three and a half hours because they take a while to set up their stuff and, and they pay the bill regularly and, you know, that's good business. Yeah, dance yeah. classes for young people, karate clubs, so it's yeah, a bear, it's buried. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've, we've done all sorts of things, um, but as I say, they're not all successful. When you run this sort of building, you have to accept that some things will be a failure or some will be a success and, you know, sometimes the, the root, the centre is, you know, they, they succeed so much that they have to go to a bigger place, right? <laughs> so they move out because they succeeded. Uh, others stop because they don't succeed. And some are actors, they stop because they, you know, we run ourselves, stop because they don't succeed. Yeah, that's life, you know, think and, and, you know, people change. So I guess for you, every day's a bit different because you're kind of seeing people coming in and out all the time and managing what, what they're doing or trying to make sure they've got the facilities they want and so on. That's right, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they come to, well, that means sometimes it's can we have a, you know, can we expand? You mentioned the karate. They keep asking for other times but at the moment we don't have them because it's well used you know we used to do quite a lot of bookings children's parties but now that saturday afternoon but now we have the amica choir in that saturday afternoon and now we have uh, a group in in the morning karate so there's not enough space in between occasionally like in the summer holidays when amica choir don't come in then we can do the odd booking but we have you know we have very few one-off bookings and of course they pay a lot more money than the regular groups. Yeah, I mean, John and Brass keen on music provision, but given what you've said already, I think you'd be quite happy with the, the music that you're supporting here. Yeah, as well. yeah, no, no, we're happy with where it's going, you know, there's, uh, I mean, it's always, it's between organisations, always one or two disagreements, but uh, particularly when you've handed something over you're doing and it changes a bit, you know, that's sometimes great, but you know, that's the way you have to do it. You just have to accept that, you know, uh, as long as they're within the use of the building, as long as they don't overrun, because obviously there's another group coming in after them, uh, you know, that times you do have to tell people that you can't do this. You can't just 
extend your obsession without telling anybody because as a group I'm not saying that they do they don't but uh, you know there's always that danger that people can uh, abuse it but yeah we don't get that but on the other side of it kids learning music it's got to be a good thing hasn't it oh absolutely absolutely Uh, and you know I mean there's uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber was on the television the other time talking about uh, in particular with orchestras that they're working together and that helps their growth their, you know their, you know makes them helps to make them better citizens as it were so I mean it, it, you know some people we can't do more of it still expensive business music unfortunately because musicians the the teachers a lot of them are self-employed they have to charge a lot of money per hour but they don't get paid if they don't teach if they're on holidays illness uh, and it's you know it's a dodgy old profession and there's uh, new things on the way what well, can you tell us about that we're always looking to develop the center uh, you know we've uh, uh, one of the things we do of course is uh, we we do hanging baskets and planters if you ever come in the summer we don't do it in the winter but in the summer you'll see there's 70 odd hanging baskets along the center to plus other planters in front of ourselves so we, we do that, so we want we try to always develop that. Obviously new activities in the centre, but one of the things we are looking at is, uh, we, well we've agreed at the AGM only last Thursday, uh, only uh, uh, Wednesday, two days ago, was that uh, we're going to change the name from uh, Woodgate Resources Centre to Woodgate Community Centre. Strange way of doing it because we have a sign that says we'll get resources centre and a couple of letters have fallen off. And I thought, well, if we got rid of the, the, the O from Woodgate, have fallen off and lost. So uh, I thought, well, if we got rid of resources and just called it Woodgate Centre, we could use the O from resources. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so I made the proposal, but they, but they uh, the AGM decided that they did want to change the name, but they wanted to change the name to Woodgate Community Centre, which means we're going to put a, a new sign. We're getting someone to kind of design a new sign. This community is a better word. Resources, I think in the time they did it, a lot of people were doing resource centres, which was things like offering uh, photocopying and maybe computers when people didn't you know didn't have it and all these sort of things so uh, and that was probably the original plan because obviously that's before my time but we've moved on and we are a community uh, so I think it is a better sign so we may use that to have a big advertising campaign we normally advertise in the Western Park Gazette, which is a, a free magazine that goes out to 10,000 people, usually pay for a full page out in, uh, uh, in September. So we'll probably, you know, use it and uh, uh, see if we can, you know, get more publicity and, you know, get a more fast, flashy sign or signs outside the door. Uh, keep, so outside the centre. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, we are advantages because we're right on the main road. So, uh, so you know, I think people do know it, and people still, and we still get the odd person that comes in and says, "Is this a library?" <laughs> because on the side, not only have you got Woodgate Resources Centre minus a couple of letters, uh, it does have Woodgate Library, the uh, bricked in the old sign, which we don't want to lose because of the history of it all. So, people, we still to this day, <laughs> after forty years of it closing, people coming in. 
uh, and people say, oh, you should come here mm. uh, as, uh, I think, uh, as uh, uh, the library. I'm not certain that Willie Thorne might have used it as a library. Um, the mayor who, who came when we had the 100th anniversary on the 28th of October uh, 1998, Councillor Muddleson, he actually used this centre uh, as a boy. So it's got history. Yeah. So, you know, we'd like the building to survive for many, many years for, for to use by local people in some form or another. You've been listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass. We are a community interest company focusing on music for well-being, with safety, inclusivity and diversity in mind. If you'd like to find out more, do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk. Thank you for listening, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. Our special thanks go to our guest, Jeff Force, to our funding partners, Arts Council England, to our presenter and technical support, John Sinclair, and to you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and doing music differently. Mm-hmm.